Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. My name is Gina Skippa, and I am the founder and CEO of Enough Labs and the host of Embracing Enough. And I am so grateful for this growing community. Over the last couple of weeks, our conversations here have been all about body image. And I have loved every single one of these discussions. I mean, I've gotten to connect and reconnect with some of the most badass women I know. And we've gotten real. We've unpacked perspectives, we've debunked myths, and we've called ourselves out on these harmful long-held beliefs that we as women hold about our bodies. From talking to personal trainers, nutrition and wellness experts, to even a boudoir photographer, each time we got deeper and more honest. Now, I did tell you that after each segment, we would do an Ask Me Anything episode, which was intended to answer any burning questions that you had. But instead, this time around, I decided to do something a little different. Instead of answering questions today, I thought I would share these three ideas that I offered in a recent webinar called Embracing the Body You Are In. And I talked about these three strategies that you can employ today, not tomorrow, not in a year. <laughs> I'm talking today, people. And these strategies are intended to help you truly embrace the body that you are in. And I really hope you like it. So let's get into it. Let's round out this beautiful conversation on the vessels that are our bodies. So if you've been listening to this body image segment, my hope is that you've picked up some gems along the way. Each conversation was carefully curated to bring something different to this body image discussion. Perhaps it helped you to unpack something that you were told when you were young and you realize it just isn't serving you anymore. Maybe something in these conversations finally gave you a little freedom to release some negative belief about your body. Or maybe something that was said inspired you to continue these conversations with a friend or even a partner. Whatever it may have given you, I just hope that inside of these conversations, you got clear that you're not alone in the way that you may be thinking about your body. So many of us struggle with our relationship to our bodies. And when you think about it, all this time that we're spending indoors has us really getting intimate with our bodies. And really, this gift of time can just have this profound effect on us. It can have us asking ourselves a myriad of questions about body image, like what are we choosing to focus on? What are we trying to heal? What are we deciding to finally put to rest? I believe in the power of being the voice that you needed when you were younger. At least for me, when I was younger, I needed to hear that my body was worth loving, that I was worth loving. Not by others, but by me. And as I reflect on the last couple of episodes, something that really rings true and that I heard echoed over and over again is that learning to love yourself is a process. It takes so many of us the time that it takes to truly learn to love ourselves for exactly who we are, where we are, to believe in ourselves and to show up for us. But one thing is for sure, 
how we see ourselves is exactly how others see us. How we decide to show up in this world calls forth how others see us and even furthermore, treat us. I think something that also resonated for me throughout these episodes is that you cannot hate yourself into loving your body. I mean, why is it that we can remember the moment when we became acutely aware of when we felt insecure in our body? For some, it started during puberty. For others, it may have come after childbirth. Maybe there's some folks that felt confronted by these issues either during or after a challenging period of weight loss or gain. But why is it that we have to hate ourselves through the process? And why is it that we can usually nail down when we became aware of our body insecurity, but the exact point in our journey where we finally came around to loving ourselves, not so clear. I shared with all of you that gut-wrenching moment of uh, being weighed in gym class and how that moment set off this multiple-decade battle with my body image that had a direct impact on my self-esteem and my overall relationship with myself. But when I think back to try to pinpoint the exact moment when my journey was set in motion to finally embrace my body and love myself, there's not this exact moment. I just know that it was this gradual evolution that was born out of far too many years of pain. I choose to talk about body image because it is something that impacts so many women, particularly when it comes to their self-esteem. Did you know that a study commissioned by Glamour magazine shared that women on average have a record 13 brutal thoughts about their bodies each day? 13! That's 4,680 negative, hurtful thoughts every year. And unsurprisingly, our I hate my body moments have little to do with our bodies, but more to do with not feeling valued enough in specific areas of our lives or in general. So if that's the case, how can we get to a place where we can finally silence that inner mean girl? Well, reaching our goal weight probably won't do the trick. The good news is that body image can be improved as we learn to shift and reframe how we view ourselves. I love this quote that Louise Hay offers, and she writes, you've been criticizing yourself for years, and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself, and see what happens. And it's true, so many of us have stayed stuck in a cycle of never approving, never celebrating, and never acknowledging all that we are. Instead, we stay stuck in this vice grip of, well, if I could just be X, then I would be happy. We need to teach ourselves how to end that vicious negative spiral, getting a hold of those thoughts before they get a hold of us and take over. So let me get down to those three strategies that I offer during the Embracing the Body You Are In webinar. And these three approaches are geared to help counter negative thoughts around your body. While they aren't anything groundbreaking, they are strategies to help you get out of your head and love your entire self. 
And frankly, I think sometimes we just need a bit of a reminder. So here it goes. Number one, remember your unique worth. You are so much more than your body. You are so much more than a number on a scale. You are so much more than your size. Think about all of the beautiful things that make you you, your values, your interests, the people in your life that love you so much. There is so much to be excited about beyond how a certain part of your body is looking. It's important to recognize that your body is your own, no matter what shape or size it comes in. We should be spending time focusing on how strong and healthy our bodies are and the things it can do, not what's wrong with it or what you feel you want to change about it. Number two, stop the spiral. I bet that we can all recall a moment where we, find our, where we found ourselves in this mental spiral where one negative thought begets another and another. Pretty soon you're on the edge of your bed nearly in tears because of the way something fits. That spiral of criticism, you know, that inner critic, can lead us down a path that is essentially telling us that we're not good enough as we are and basically chips away at our self-worth. But we get to decide what to do with that inner dialogue. The spiral can take hold of us when we allow this well-integrated pattern of destructive thoughts to attack ourselves and even others. More shame and self-criticism, in fact, does not lead to positive change. But there is hope. Shifting that internal dialogue can challenge us to acknowledge how we feel in those low moments and be more aware of it so that we can stop it in its tracks. And finally, number three, develop a body love practice with positive self-talk. We need to pay attention and become aware of the language we are using to address ourselves. Sometimes our critical inner voice is automatic, and in fact, we may not even be aware of the words or tone that we use to speak to ourselves. I encourage those I work with to begin simply by observing how you talk to yourself. Even if you aren't immediately able or willing to change it, noticing it is the first step. You have control over how you speak to your body and develop a loving practice with it. Improving body image, it requires a deliberate effort into rerouting these negative thoughts. The positive affirmations that you decide to speak over your body can help. And over time, the positive thoughts become beliefs and then facts. Eventually, there you are, existing without the need to spend energy focusing on everything that you don't like or you don't have. But it's something that we all need to practice on a daily basis. There are, of course, a ton of other strategies that work just as well, but those are the three that I'm offering to you. Simple, effective. Remember your unique worth, stop the spiral, and develop a body love practice with positive self-talk. I'm not saying this will be the silver bullet answer, but it's worth giving something different a chance, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I think this is a really important topic, and one that needs to remain top of mind so that we can finally free ourselves from these belief systems. But can I be honest? I really wish it wasn't such a necessary topic to talk about. Because I think it actually stands in our collective way of true progress. I want to be super clear. I wish that as women, 
and even girls, we weren't spending so much time talking about what we struggle with in relation to our bodies. Last night, I sat and watched this incredible lineup of women leaders speak at the Democratic National Convention. It's 2020, folks. We are celebrating 100 years of women's suffrage this year. Without the right to vote, can you imagine? There wouldn't have been Title IX in 1972, which barred discrimination against women in university settings or educational institutions that were receiving federal funding. After the 19th Amendment was passed, more women began seeking out public office, particularly at the local level. And there are countless other examples of what has happened since the passage of the 19th Amendment. If you took a moment and thought about all that you potentially couldn't do if the 19th Amendment didn't exist, a lot of us wouldn't even have made it to our desks at work. Now, while our current state of affairs is still quite far from perfect, it's still worth recognizing that we are crossing a 100-year milestone of women fighting for our right at the table. And with all of the important work ahead, we cannot bear to get clammed up forever on the size of our genes. Like, seriously. Body image, I get it. It's something we all grapple with. But it's how we let it affect us that matters. I said in the webinar that love is a verb. And this doesn't only apply to our relationships. It relates to our bodies. Loving ourselves as we are, where we are, is something we actively do. It's a series of choices we make every day. The choice to lean in, deciding to do what's often least comfortable but still worthwhile, and to be kind, curious, and connected to our bodies. Let's finally start embracing all that we are so we can get to the real work ahead. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.